1: Chad Franzen here, co-host of the Process Breakdown podcast, where we talk about streamlining and scaling operations of your company, getting rid of bottlenecks, and giving your staff everything they need to be successful at their job. Past guests include David Allen of Getting Things Done and Michael Gerber of The E-Myth, and many more. This episode is brought to you by Sweet Process. Have you had team members ask you you the same questions over and over again, and this is the 10th time you spent explaining it? There's a better way and a solution. Sweet Process is a software that makes it drop-dead easy to train and onboard new staff and save time with existing staff. Not only do universities, banks, hospitals, and software companies use them, but first responder government agencies use them in life-or-death situations to run their operations. Use Sweet Process to document all the repetitive tasks that eat up your precious time so you can focus on growing your team and empowering them to do their best work. Sign up for a 14-day free trial. No credit card required. Go to sweetprocess.com. That's sweet like candy, S-W-E-E-T process.com. Derek Carter is an accomplished operations executive leader with extensive experience in entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial environments. Derek currently serves as chief operating officer at Frontpoint, a do-it-yourself home security system. Previously, he served as vice president of customer experience and technical operations at Geotab, the number one commercial telematics vendor worldwide, where he ran global support operations and the digital customer experience. Derek, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you?
2: Doing great, Chad. Thanks for having me.
1: My pleasure. So tell me a little bit more about Frontpoint and what you guys do.
2: So Frontpoint is a do it yourself uh, home security and automation company. And so we provide uh we provide home security systems for uh for really for keeping families, their homes, their belongings uh safe. And so uh the really cool thing about our system is that you know, it arrives to you, You're it's a very, you know, quick install. There's you know, not a bunch of uh, massive instructions, uh, you know, you're not having to get out, uh, you know, a bunch of equipment to install, to install it yourself, you don't have, to have a bunch of tools, and then you can be up and running, you know, keeping your, your home safe, uh, you know, in a very short period of time, and it allows for active monitoring as well. And so if you do have an incident, you know, and someone, um, you know, somebody's trying to get into your home, or you have something where you're away from home, the the event will uh, contact the authorities on your behalf, and so uh, the company itself, a fairly small. Uh, we're you know just over 200 employees. we our headquarters is out of the uh, D.M.V. Uh, Northern Virginia area, uh, but we're you know we have I think as many companies are right now. We're working remote, and so we have uh, individuals who are working from our fulfillment center, but uh, and you know those out of Salt Lake City for our. Our sales staff, but majority are actually working remotely right now.
1: As chief operating officer, what's what's kind of your day to day process?
2: So right now, I'm still I'm still fairly new to the organization. I've I've been uh, with Frontpoint going on three months now, and so uh, my day to day varies pretty heavily. But uh, typically, I'm I'm working with my leadership team and different team members across our uh, care, which is our support organization. Our loyalty team, which is uh, focused on you know adding value to our customers, and um, if they you know are looking for different providers or looking at um, other solutions, seeing how the, we seeing how we can continue to add value and how we can work with them, uh, as well as our fulfillment team and operations, and uh, we're starting to expand our our workforce management, quality assurance, and uh, looking at the uh, end of this year for knowledge management and uh, implementing knowledge centered service.
1: You you talked about how uh, everybody's kind of working remotely right now. Had you had experience in that kind of environment before? And what are some of the challenges that presents as a COO?
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I have had experience with it, and you know, in my in uh, my past organization, it I think like many, it happened all of a sudden, where we you know, as you received the um, order, as different things were shutting down due to the pandemic it became a very quick pivot to working, uh, working remotely. And so I have an experience with it. I mean, it's, it's a benefit when you have your staff that are working out of um, you know, cloud-based tools where it's not, uh, not a requirement to be on, on-premises. So um, you know, joining the FrontPoint team, I had that familiarity. I think that we're, we're still establishing better ways to work remote and simulate the experiences within the office. You don't have those same serendipitous interactions that you do uh, when you're working on site. The coffee, you know, coffee chats, uh, just uh, you know, seeing somebody in person and saying, "Oh, I forgot to tell you about that." Let's let's start talking through this project. And so, you have to be very purposeful in setting up sessions and setting up ways to simulate that interaction. Like, you know, carving out time to uh, have impromptu conversations with people that you might not interact with on a on a day to day basis because. Otherwise, you almost stick to your same group and it can almost lead to more siloed behavior because you're not having the same, um, the same day-to-day uh, interactions that you were within the office.
1: So what, what's kind of a recommendation you have for doing that? You said just kind of carving out time?
2: I think it's, it's being purposeful, carving out time, uh, finding ways to have uh, open brainstorming sessions. Uh, one of the things that we're doing is we're going to be opening up uh, the ability for team members to book coffee chats with anybody within executive leadership and senior leadership even when they're not within your department just to really pick their brain talk about their leadership journey ask them questions you may have people that are on our care team that you know this is their first job but they want to get into finance and they may want to meet with our chief uh, financial officer and so we're going to open up opportunities to do that it is you know it's story worthy but it's also the ability to really connect with individuals that you wouldn't on a day-to-day basis. I think everybody's um, at this point, you know, sick of virtual happy hours. I think that, uh, you know, you have to find new ways to simulate the discussions and interactions you would have had within the office. We're also having open sessions where, you know, people can join just to ask questions, um, you know, especially newer hires so that they can get uh, experience from more of the tenured staff ability to screen share during those so that, can simulate walking up to somebody's computer and watching them do it so it just things like that that we're we're taking a more purposeful approach and implementing it Um, and then last point on that we're also uh, implementing uh, a work uh, workforce task force so that we can get ideas from the staff because i think that you know like many organizations the executive and leadership team is all talking about what do we do? What do we do? we're we're in this hybrid environment. How do like how do we uh, continue to evolve, but really involving the staff in that? And so we've done surveys, but we're also going to get a task force together where we're just talking it through because we're all really navigating this together. This is you know, it's unprecedented for for everyone, and so we want to make sure we're not making decisions in a bubble. What
1: would you say is kind of your leadership style?
2: You know i I'm definitely a, a a partner leader i'm a savant leader i i am the type that uh you know initially wants to get my hands dirty and jump in and and learn the process and end and so next week i'm actually joining our new hire training class uh going through the the entire um the entire support and product training so that i can take some active phone calls so if we have any front point customers out there that uh, are calling uh, not next week, but the week after you may reach me by phone. <laughs> so it's been a bit of time since I've done that, but I think it's really important, you know, and that's that's part of my leadership style is just ensuring that I have a good understanding of what what the day to day looks like for those on my team all the way you know to the frontline staff. What are the customers experiencing from uh, you know a friction perspective throughout the journey, and then what does the employee experience look like, and how do we how can we optimize it?
1: Why do you feel like that's important?
2: I think it's critically important. That, you know, we have team members who are taking you know thousands of uh, interactions over the quarter. And the, it, the goal for us is to make those interactions more complex. Nobody wants to sit, take the same phone call back to back. You mentioned this earlier on answering the same question over and over and over again. Nobody wants their day to day to be that having it more of a problem solving and working together in partnership with the customer, that's what we're focused on. And so going through that process is important to improve the employee experience, but living it through the customer as well. And I'll just give you an example. As soon as as you join Frontpoint, we give um, the actual home security system out to each of our employees. And we ask them, I mean, it's an employee benefit having this system, but we have them to go through it and see it through the eyes of a brand new employee because we have the individuals the same way that our customers. This is the first time that they're getting a security system. And so it's really important to to understand their nomenclature, understand what they're seeing as pains in the process because uh, otherwise we're again making decisions that may not uh, have an ultimate impact on the customer experience
1: so when the when the employee receives the uh, security system, um what what are kind of the, the common um interactions you would have after that?
2: I think that you know, with the do it do it yourself environment, one of the most common uh common questions is it, have I done this correctly? I think it, people want assurance that I set it up correctly, that it's working correctly, because you're protecting one of the most important things to you, your your family, yourself and your you know, your home and your belongings. And so we get questions about You know, is have I set this up correctly? Can you help me with testing Um, and walking them through the process and then common product related questions, uh, ensuring that they have the, you know, the best answers to ensure that the system set up for them, that it's working and monitoring uh, correctly. So I would say those are the the, uh, most common and uh, the natural part of the initial process when uh, when they're getting the system.
1: As an operations leader, how easy is it for a company of 200, you know, like the one you 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 run operations for to kind of break into silos?
2: I think it's pretty I think it's pretty easy to be honest. Uh, the you know, people people tend to get into their day-to-day and work through what's most important to them and I think you know, working uh, working remotely and not having that That same cross pollination can lead to to more of the siloed experience. And so I think that one of the the activities, like I mentioned, going through that that customer journey mapping, it helps to break down the silos. And as we, I'll give you an example, as I, I mapped out that feedback about my experience with the product and and challenges I had, and when I would have contacted our support team, or where I would have liked to see more marketing communication, we had a cross-functional team that got together, all working through it. And we really just broke down those silos. We said, you know, it doesn't matter who's doing what function; it doesn't matter who's in what position. Ultimately, we're here to serve the customer. See, this, this is, um, you know, the individual that we're we're working to improve, and so. We we kind of broke down those walls, and we all just kind of you know rolled up our sleeves, developed some action items, and now we've got a path forward to improve several areas of the project. Uh, just because we all kind of put our thought leadership together, and that forget about you know the different work streams, let's just think about what's going to improve the entire customer journey.
1: So everybody kind of has the eyes. Everybody everybody is able to kind of see your product through the eyes of the customer as you work there. Um, how do you ensure that you don't kind of once you get past that point of experiencing the security system, how do you ensure that you don't know, just kind of fall back into your silo?
2: I think, it's, I think it is developing those cross-functional work groups for particular objectives. And one of the important activities that, um, that our CEO, uh, Michael, has, you know, has really brought the entire executive team together on is developing what those those goals are for 2022, having us all as an active part of the process, but then bringing our leaders and our team members into that process as well. And they're not driven by marketing is going to do this, operations is going to do this, sales is going to do this. It's across the company, we're going to do this to make sure that we're successful. And whatever work groups are involved and then sub activities we have that within it, yes, those are going to define some of the individual goals, but that consistent meetup with the work group and consistent view of, Hey, this is what our target is for 2022. will keep people on track. And I think it's an important activity that, you know, that sometimes people take for granted. You, you have to go through that journey with every level of uh, leadership and all the way down to the employees. So they understand the impact that their day-to-day has that one call you're taking What that does to the the ultimate loyalty goal that we have, or ultimate quality goal that we have across uh, 2022.
1: So everybody gets to have kind of a customer experience. Do you have kind of like a a voice of a customer program?
2: So that's a great point. We're we're starting the development of that now, and and it's I'm glad you brought that up, Chad, because we we have so many different inputs right now. We just actually right before this, I came out uh, or I was in a meeting we had our our, marketing leader, we had our uh, product leader, we had our uh, leader from support and we were all talking through all these different inputs, customer reviews. We have uh, transactional uh, customer satisfaction surveys. We have relationship-based surveys that we're going out at different intervals. We have, when a customer does choose to to end their agreement, we have a, a feedback form that we end up gathering from them. And all of these are things that we're not really looking at in aggregate. We're not looking at the overall journey when we're surveying them. And we're also not looking at what we, what we holistically wanna do in the future. What, where are we missing inputs? And it's, so we're developing that program right now. The, the great thing about it is we have so much data. We have so much, not only um, structured data, but unstructured data. And everybody is hungry to understand what the customer is saying, and what we can do on it, we just have to build a better process around it. And so it's, uh, you know, it's really inspiring to me to see the group that is just, we really want to take ownership of it. And that's the starting point, like when you can get everybody excited about it, then the rest will come. Uh, But you do have to build something systemically so that it's, you know, sustainable, and you're not acting on little corner cases. Can, Can you
1: tell me about some of the progress you've made in terms of building that?
2: Uh, Yes, I would say that, uh, you know, the initial groups that we've started um, talking with, we we have some true owners from each of the the different departments that have a pretty clear objective of what they want to uh, obtain from a data perspective and then what they want to do with it. And I think that's one of the biggest starting points. You have to have people who are bought in and you have to have a clear intent. So you're not just capturing data. It's not going to be enacted, and so we we started that. We've um, we started a regular cadence where we're going to be meeting to review that or the different inputs and start inventorying what additional inputs that we need, and then we're starting to look at um, how do we farm through that unstructured data and uh, find ways that we can we can make it more structured upfront and then establish owners to each of the items that are going to really lead to that customer obsession. Like we we want this to be a regular activity where anything our customers are providing us as an input, we find some tangible way to enact it and, and treat it as a deliverable for us so that we're just constantly improving and, and evolving.
1: I have one more question for you, but first, uh, how can people find out more about Frontpoint?
2: Uh, so that's a great question. They can visit our website, frontpoint, uh, frontpoint, uh, dot com or sorry, frontpointsecurity.com. And the we have a couple of different points on there. It talks about, let me just pull it up right now. Uh, yeah, frontpointsecurity.com. Frontpoint.com will redirect to it. Uh, but you'll see some of the, the packages that we offer. Uh, it talks about the professional monitoring. Uh, there's a lot of great information there. I mean, ultimately, keeping families safe, keeping homes safe, keeping their belongings safe, you know, there's, it's hard to put a dollar value on that. Um, And it's inspiring for me working for an organization that is keeping that front and center. Like that is what we're aiming for. Everything we're building to keep our customers happy to build that loyalty is around ensuring that they feel like we're meeting that mission. We're keeping their family safe. And so, uh can find more information there. We've, we have some uh, packages that are available, but uh, ultimately I think it comes down to what's going to work best for the home. So there are ways to uh, build custom packages on there as well.
1: Okay, great. Uh, final question for you. Is Are there any books or podcasts that you have found particularly valuable or enjoyable uh, as you've kind of gone through your career?
2: Yes. Um, I'm going to butcher the name. So hold on. Let me just <laughs> make sure I have this correct. To make sure, it's, I, I always get the second part wrong. Okay, it's F, the effortless experience. And so, one of the books I actually received this from uh, from Dave, who is our our head of talent at uh, Frontpoint. Uh, he gave this to me on um, on my first day joining. I've read some similar similar books, but uh, but this one was a very interesting one, talking about you know customer loyalty as the really. As the differentiator, uh, they call it the battleground in the book, uh, but it did resonate with me. Um, another one that you know, this is a an older older book, but uh, I still you know I still go back to it from time to time. Uh, Delivering happiness. This comes from my you know days working with uh, Zappos.com and talks about building that brand loyalty, but through the development of culture and really keeping your team engaged. Treating your, you know, your care and loyalty teams like rock stars, and uh, ensuring they know—I mean, they have one of the most difficult jobs—but it means so much to the organization when they're delivering an amazing experience.
1: As you talk about those books and uh, remembering what you told me about your process, I can see how all those things fit together and how those, how you have kind of utilized those. Hey, Derek, it's been great to talk to you today. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much.
2: Yeah, Thank you so much, Chad. I appreciate it. And if anybody ever has any follow-up questions or anything, they can uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn as well. So always happy to connect.
1: Okay, great. Thank you so much, Derek.
2: Thanks, so long, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to the Process Breakdown Podcast. Before you go, quick question. Do you want a tool that makes it easy to document processes, procedures, and or policies for your company so that your employees have all the information they need to be successful at their job? If yes, sign up for a free 14-day trial of Sweet Process. No credit card is required to sign up. Go to sweetprocess.com, sweet like candy, and process like process.com. Go now to SweetProcess.com and sign up for your risk-free 14-day trial.
1: Hi.